number 298186. Corporal P.M. Richards, care of the Army Post Office, Durban, 26th of December, 1941. My dear family, thank you all for your letters received yesterday, giving me the sad news. Actually, I knew about it three weeks ago, but did not dare pass on the news to you for fear it might not have been true. I feel he must still be alive. He has everything to live for, Eve, a good home. Besides, things like that don't happen to us. I feel sure that he is a prisoner of war and I'm expecting him at the barracks any day as every day lads are arriving from the battle area. I've seen quite a number of the Irish in Cairo and my heart misses a beat every time, but I'm absolutely convinced that I'll see him soon. Please, for all our sakes, keep things going at your end and don't give up hope. We are all, I know, tremendously proud of both our boys. God bless them. Poor little Eve. Her world will probably come crashing down. An Irish officer has just this minute phoned me and he says a member of Irish lads who were reported as missing have been found and he is going to contact second echelon for me. We should know something definite soon, surely. It's this uncertainty which gets one down. I only hope Rutland hasn't heard the news. You know how he hero worships Norman. I've met one or two men who were prisoners of war and have managed to get away. They were well treated, plenty of food and medical attention, so you can rest assured that Norman, should he be a prisoner, will be all right. I would like N's number, as that is most essential. Also, please send me Rutland's address. You said that you had sent it up. Somehow or other, I'm not receiving much mail from you. I hope you're receiving mine, as you don't mention it. I had a long letter from Sophie today. She's very annoyed because I did not call in and see her, especially as she'd heard I'd been to see Lillian. Actually, I did call, but she hadn't returned. And on my way back, I hadn't time. As we cut things rather fine, I had a train to catch back to Pretoria. I hear a list of casualties has already appeared in the Union. Please send me up the list. I'm on PAD duty tonight and have to sit up until 2am to let the girls in. Why they can't have a member of the barracks staff as late orderly, I don't know. We're here to do a hard day's work the following day and be up at 7am. However, that's the army all over. I will cable you as soon as I hear anything. Do try not to worry. Lots of love. Phyllis. Number 298186, Corporal P.M. Richards, care of the Army Post Office, Durban. The 6th of January, 1942. My dear mother, dad and Pamela, please excuse a typed letter, but I can get so very much more onto these letter cards this way. You know how I scrawl all over the place, probably more legible too. Many, many thanks for your welcome letter received yesterday, dated the 24th of December. I can't understand what is happening to my letters to you, as well as your letters to me. I post nearly every second day, 
and the letters I have received from home have been very few and far between. You do mention that Rutland complains he is not receiving any letters, so I presume you must have heard from him. I do hope so. Maybe one day I'll be hearing too, one of these days, if he has forgiven me for joining the army, that is. Please try and not worry too much about Norman. No news is good news in this instance. Unless they notify us within the week that he has been killed, we can more or less take it for granted that he is a prisoner of war. How did Eve take the news? I know you will help her all that you can. I told you once before that we'll all come sailing home one of these days. We mean too much for one another for it to be otherwise. Some time ago, I wrote asking for certain articles of clothing. But as you've not mentioned anything about it, I had better repeat the order. Long-sleeved spencers. One khaki short-sleeved pullover, small size, and please place an order for two pairs of stockings to be sent up to me every month, size nine. Lipstick is very difficult to get. Max Factor, please, and a dark red. Oh, granny, you brazen hussy. How are my shares doing? Do you still think it was a poor investment, Dad? I can't understand Desmond at all. Surely his father would have been tolerant towards him, and the two could have come to some amicable arrangement. He seems to have taken very drastic steps. I shall be very interested to know if you, if there is any any news you have to report. I wonder if Nora has anything to do with it. Oh, how gossipy, Granny. I gather from Sylvia that Mr. and Mrs. McKinley spent Christmas with you. Where on earth did you put them all? You seem to have been inundated with visitors over the holidays. Once again, people taking advantage of your hospitality, and especially at a time like this. I hope you saw the way to spend New Year with the Lewis family. Mrs. Lewis and Irene would, at least, provide you with mental relaxation. Any news of Charles? Oh, I could tell you so much, but I can't get past the censors. I have already had one letter torn up and severely reprimanded too. Bad for morale or something to that effect. Your parcel has just arrived, Mother. Thank you so very much. I couldn't have done better myself. I've never experienced such cold before. I literally shiver all day long and I sit in my small corner of the office all wrapped up, resembling a papoose more than anything else. I've just been along to the old tailor to have some warm skirts made, so surely I'll be warm. I've rather a confession to make. <laughs> I went to the races on Sunday and lost all my money. I picked three winners and then lost the lot on the last race. At one stage, I got so excited that I fell off the stand and I'm, I'm bruised from head to foot. How I wish you were all here with me. After the war, blast it anyway, you could come up and fetch me home. So hurry up and matriculate, Pamela, or we'll have to leave you at school. I'm very much afraid, my girl, that you'll have to wait a few more weeks now for your parcel. <laughs> Granny. I've not seen Ken Simpson yet. He phones and I'm out. I phone him and he is out. So there you are. 
I believe he is a father. I'm very annoyed that I was not told before. I hate being left out of things. Peter, I think, has gone back to the desert. I wish he wouldn't take things to heart, as he'll probably crack up under it. Ted has his majority and is at the Impala house. He should be with Peter. Well, it's just unlocking up time. I'll write more in a couple of days' time. I'm going to a symphony concert this evening and I'm looking forward to it tremendously. I'm sorry you were disappointed with Teddy Dunn. With lots and lots of love, and please don't worry about us, your loving daughter, Phyllis. Corporal P.M. Richards, number 298186, the 30th of January, 1942. My dear mother, dad and Pamela, what a lovely mail I received today. One from dad, mum and Pamela, as also the Christmas cards. I know several bobs and I can't quite place which one it is. Thank you all very much. They arrived just when I was in the throes of despond too. What a Christmas you must have had. However, we won't go into that again. I had dinner and did a show with Peter last night and I seen a great deal of Roly too. Nothing like old friends. Poor old Roly. I wish I could help him. I simply can't understand Isabel or the whole family for that matter. Isabel is taking up maternity work and won't give anyone her address. She wrote to Rowley and said that she did not want to be interrupted in her work. That, of course, can mean anything. He was withdrawn from the battle area on the eve of the push and was to fly down in a couple of days' time at his own expense, and he's still here. His nerves are in a bad way too. Somehow he feels indebted to me for relieving the mental strain, so been of some use up here. We had our first alert last week, and the all clear only sounded three hours later. I must admit I wasn't very happy to begin with, but when nothing happened, I settled down. I was working with one of the chiefs at the time and felt an awful fool as I had no control over my hands. My whole body shivered for about 10 minutes and I promptly developed a bilious attack. Shock always did affect me in that way. I can very well appreciate what the brothers must have gone through with heavy bombing night after night. I'm very proud of Eve and I hope you all have the faith that she has. That is all we have. And if we lose that, there's nothing left. By the time you receive this, you'll probably have news of Norman, as the official list of prisoners has been released. Hilda's husband is a prisoner of war. She heard five days after he had been reported missing, also Irish. The position is this. There is a very remote possibly possibility that he may have been killed. And until they can definitely establish that he is a prisoner, they dare not notify us of anything else but that he is missing. I'm still awaiting their addresses. I've sent your parcel off, Pamela, and please let me know as soon as you receive it, as I haven't paid for it yet, and if I leave it too long, I'll end up inside. I received your New Year message, which came to me across the ocean. Did you receive mine? 
which I breathed over the desert. It was the first thing I did when I opened my eyes on New Year's morning. Wow. I also received Gordon's Christmas card. I don't quite know what to do about it. And I don't want to contact him. Should he know that I'm in the services, he'll move heaven and earth to get me to work for him. And being so influential, he'll probably get away with it. He always did look at me through rose-coloured glasses, thinks there are no limits to my capabilities, probably get rapid promotion. He'll think me very ungrateful as I've received two letters from him which I haven't answered. You must admit he was very good to me. His wife never forgave me for leaving the RRC, reckons I should have just kept things going for them. I've had my photo taken, but they're not too good. Well, at least the proof isn't. I'll see if I can manage to have them done again. You are please requested to hang me in the bedroom. I love that. I've put on 11 and a quarter pounds in six weeks. My eyes are mere slips and the staff refer to me as the office beetle. So you can more or less gather where that 11 and a quarter pounds is concentrated. The main thing is I'm feeling very fit and I'll tackle the waistline problem after the war. I'm getting no exercise up here and having had so much of it all my life, I'm running to seed or rather to fat. I've read all the Rilla books, Pam, and I envy you reading them for the first time as they're lovely stories. You must look after them. Do you ever see anything of Berner? We're having a staff party tonight and the staff are all busy decorating the hall, so we're allowed a little respite from work. They're rather inclined to drive one here. And sometimes I feel as if I'm working for a private concern, drawing £25 a month, and every minute spent in relaxation is a minute pinched from the company, instead of a voluntary worker earning £4.10 shillings a month. We're pounced on at odd times of the day to see that we're hard at it, and an eye is kept on the clock. Roly popped in to see me the other day, and I gave him a cup of tea. I was asked what the tea party was all about. I ask you, he comes in from the desert, 40 miles out, and I'm not allowed to spare him five or ten minutes. His need of me is far greater than theirs. Well, that's the selfish spirit prevailing here. Well, that's off my chest, and I feel better for it. I might add that I will still continue with my tea parties. Could you send up some money for my leave? About five pounds, if possible. Any time will do, but do register it, as I'll probably not get it otherwise. We'll write again soon. I hope you're all keeping well and please look after yourselves. Your loving daughter, Phyllis. Dear Granny, dear, dear Granny. These were three very interesting letters. A lot easier to read that they were typed. I find it very poetic about breathing your New Year's message over the desert. And perhaps that's what that what sort of inspired the, the cover art for this podcast. I can just imagine you sort of, you know, at dawn sending your sending your love, your your fears home. Quite quite emotional. Also the letter you sent in nineteen early well 
early December 1941 um, to Ernest and asking him to break the news about Norman to the family and then them writing back to you saying, had you heard about Norman? I can't imagine what it must have, must have been like for the people at home. You know, of course, receiving the dreaded telegram was um, something we've spoken about with other granny. Um, but it must have been absolutely, absolutely scary. Scary and not knowing. It's not knowing that's the killing thing, isn't it, Granny? I was also quite entranced. Well, of course, I was I was thrilled by the, the dark red lipstick, which is going to be the title of this podcast, this episode. We were also talking after I'd read these letters, these three uh, and the previous ones, about the the relationship between Taylor and Taylee, does that even make sense? You spoke about having a, a pair of shoes made. And just how we don't have that anymore. Yes, I understand we're in a a completely, you know, planned obsolescence of, of nearly all of the items that we that we have in our in our lives, but and I, I experienced this more living in Brazil, cultivating those relationships between myself and the butcher, myself and the cheese man, is so important because they're not only artisans, they're artists, they're creative. And it's those small, intimate relations and relationships that we have with the people who create things for us that are so important. And that's lost. That is lost. How special is the relationship between between a man, between a woman and her tailor, a man and his tailor? Between the the, the baker, the baker who bakes fresh rolls for you. The um, the cheese man who rides in from the highlands with a new cheese for you to try. It's so, so important. And I believe more than anything, that is something that we've lost today. And I'm so glad you're able to bring that back for me. I think I'm going to go out and buy myself a dark red lipstick. And a pair of stockings. I'm going to be a brazen hussy. I'm going to be a a brazen desert hussy. From your loving granddaughter, Belinda.